This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The pursuit of food has taken us into the wilderness, across rivers, and atop mountains. These journeys have connected us to the wild. It's that connection that allows us to experience the wild places this world has to offer for wild game and adventure. This is my adventure for food. On May 12, 2018, I was attacked by a mountain lion in the Sawtooth Mountains of Central Idaho. Clearly, I survived. But let's back up for a second. Me and my buddies, each year we go on this backcountry bear hunt. A group of dudes and I venture into the backwoods with our backpacks full of expensive gear. We try to live like homeless people for a couple days, but we have guns. I have shot a grand total of one bear this way, but Hope is a powerful thing. So in 2018, my entire party bailed on me. I had one, one had to go to work. The other's son was graduating high school and said he had to attend. The other one was just a flake. So yet again, I was off to go hunting by myself. This wouldn't normally be a problem since I hunt alone all the time. I decided to go hunt the Sawtooth Wilderness Area, a road-free mountain area in central Idaho that is remote as it is rugged. The valley floor is some 2,500 feet below its peaks. Snow caps them sometimes, snow caps those mountains sometimes like year round. Uh, doing this hunt in May would mean swollen creek crossings on wet logs where I wanted to hunt, had no trails. My plan to camp was under a tarp. Believe it or not, all of this, it sounded wonderful. So I began hiking, noticed a bunch of little rain clouds on the horizon, and I didn't really know or, or think too much of it. I had packed the right rain gear. Everything was going to be fine, right? I wasn't too thrilled, but then came the downpour. I'd hiked about four and a half miles into this wilderness at this point, and I was a confluence of what's called Goat Creek and South Fork of the Payette River. I decided to stop there because, frankly, I didn't want to go across Goat Creek. It had swollen too much. I was tired and I was wet, but there was still daylight, so... I grabbed my uh, stuff and I decided to go for a little bit of a hunt. Climbed a hill and found a log to sit on right below the river bottom. And I began to use this uh, cheap cow elk call that I have for uh, 
a predator call because it makes a better predator call than it does a cow elk call. So bears often come in, if, you, if you're not aware, like coyote calling or any other kind of predator call. If, if you scream on something and you're just obnoxious and annoying with a predator call, you can catch the attention of a bear. They're, they're an opportunist. They hunt. They're, they're definitely omnivores. But if you're, if you're screaming like a, like a dying deer, they'll, they'll come in and see it. So it can be highly effective uh, in the backcountry. I don't really recommend it like in grizzly country, but you know, where I know it's just black bears, I'm usually gonna be the top predator, all is good. So I set a timer on my phone, set my phone on my lap, it was 20 minutes. My goal was to see how much call I could do in that time. They have a real short attention span, so I just I just kept screaming and screaming and screaming. I actually pack a pair of earplugs when I know I'm gonna do this and throw them in. So after about 15 minutes, I decided I needed to change kind of my views. There was a big tree up in front of me. And when I, when I, what I said is I, I moved one cheek and decided to, to, to shuffle, I, I looked to my right and about six feet behind me was a mountain lion. I could have hit it with one of my trekking poles. Uh, and so the thing about it is with those damn earplugs in, and I don't know if I'd have heard it anyway, but I didn't hear it coming. Not a sound. This thing all it did when it saw me was just turn and start walking off. It didn't run. It didn't even act slightly shocked. Um, so obviously at this point, I'm a little freaked out. Luckily, it had been raining a little bit. I dialed my scope back down to three. Um, and so I kind of stand up and I'm looking at it, right? And now to be clear, I'd seen exactly two mountain lions before in my life. Both were hundreds of yards away and fleeing the exact other direction. But this one, what this one did at six feet away from me, it went around a deadfall tree and it turned and looked at me. And so at this point, I've got my gun pulled up and I start screaming, hey, hey cat, hey cat, hey cat, go, go, run, run, run. And this cat does what cats do when they're about to charge, lowered its head. And I was like, ah, shit in the back of my head, right? Picked one paw up, right? Then shunk its body all the way down and then stuck its butt in the air and began to charge. Uh, so at that moment, it was really pretty clear what I had to do. Uh, I, had, I had managed to pull my gun up and I shot the cat. I was aiming in between his eyes and I shot it square in the neck. Um, it looked like I was trying to shoot a house cat. It seriously looked like a cat that was about to pounce on a toy. That is what this creature looked like to me. Um, it was whipping, its tail was whipping from side to side. I shot, it fell. Um, and it's sad at this point because what I'd like to tell you is that I had a tag that I could then fill or I could then punch. Um, I'd like to tell you that I could, I took this meat home and I ate it. But unfortunately, I was after something entirely different in May. Cat season's not open in May. Um, but I wasn't going to get eaten by a cat today or on that day. That, that, that was never going to be in the cards. So what ended up having to happen and, uh, I can show anybody this if they ever if they ever want to get to it because I keep it on my phone. The next thing I did was I got my phone out and I showed them where I I videoed for Fish and Game because season was closed. I videoed where I was sitting, where the cat was standing, where the cat tracks went, what tree it circled back around on, uh, where the cat had pounced from, where I had shot it. Um, the cat in the video, by the way, when I turn to it, is literally still twitching. Um, which makes you kind of feel bad, but at the same time, I don't need to lose my hunting license or a little bit of self-defense. So now, uh, after I video it, I manage to sit back down and there's a dead cat. That's when I start shaking because that's when it really hits me just what happened. 
I've been screaming on a predator call in the middle of the sawtooth wilderness in a trailless point, right? Uh, I now have blood in the air. Mind you, it's after a shot, so it might have scared a couple of things. The only thing that I can really think to do is gut this thing, right? Because if I abandon it, I don't want to be given a ticket for meat abandonment and hide abandonment. So now I have to gut an animal, put more blood into the air, sleep somewhere near a whole bunch of downed meat after I've been screaming on a predator call. So the four hours of sleep that I did that get that night were uh, rugged, let's call it. And it was definitely an adventure uh, in food. So eventually I came back down the mountain. I got managed to get the cougar out in one trip. Um, came back down the mountain and uh, there is a fish and game check station on the way out. Now, actually, it's not a fish and game. It's a, um, oh, what is it? A forest ranger check station. So my four-day backcountry adventure turned into about 13 hours in the wilderness. Uh, I end up checking myself in and have to go turn myself in and the cougar in to the fish and game when I get back to my um, hometown. So it was really one of those times in life where you're just kind of glad that you keep your head um, ready to go, that you know what to do, that you're prepared. Um, a lot of people would freeze, in my opinion, if, if a cat was going to charge them. But that's something that, to me, uh, I will obviously never forget it. Uh, and, and it really makes me self-aware to know that when I'm doing things like pretending like I'm a critter that is good to eat, I have to keep myself a little bit more aware in those situations. Because if that cat had decided that it wanted to eat me at any point before um, I noticed it, it could have. And that would have been a much, much different story. I'm pretty sure I would have walked away. But that same week in May is when those two people in Seattle were um, attacked. And one of those didn't actually get away. Those, one of those bikers didn't get away. So it was uh, definitely a telling experience. And, you know, my wife, uh, about a day later, because I had taken a couple of days of vacation, was asking me, are you going to go back out and go bear hunting? I'm like, no, I think I'm good for this year. I think uh, the next thing I want to shoot needs to eat some grass. And so that was the end of my bear hunting that year. Um, but yeah, man, that was a, a heck of an adventure. I wish I had food I could tell you I cooked out of it. But but yeah, keep your head on a swivel. Cougars are out there, and they do charge if you pretend like you're a dying deer for long enough. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.